Hey y'all, it's Janice. Welcome to the Dirty Diversity Podcast. This is a place where we will be exploring equity, racism, and diversity. I am a DEI consultant, educator, writer, and professor who strives to center my work around the liberation of Black folks globally. More specifically, I examine and unpack how we can create structures that support the most marginalized folks in the workplace. This is a podcast where I will share my thoughts on all things diversity, equity, inclusion, racism, anti-racism, and Black liberation. My goal is to stimulate your mind and shift you to think in a way that you've never considered before. This podcast will feature my thoughts as well as the perspectives of different folks doing related work. If you want to learn more, pick up my best-selling books, Dirty Diversity and the Pink Elephant, where I explore workplace equity in more detail. Thank you for listening. Hey, y'all. Jay Nice on the mic. Back with season three, episode 20. So this is the very last episode of season three. I was supposed to record this in 2022, but when I'm recording this, it is the new year, 2020. I'm sorry, I was supposed to record this in 2022. Did I say that? As you see, I'm a little discombobulated for 2023, but I'm so excited about the new year. So I'm so glad that you've joined me for today's episode. Let me just get some housekeeping items out of the way. And if the sound is a little different, I'm recording this on a different device. It is currently Mercury Retrograde. For those of you who are not familiar or are not into astrology. Mercury retrograde happens like three or four times a year. It's just the time where the planets are doing some some wonky things and it can actually impact our communication with people. So um, last year during Mercury retrograde, I actually experienced, I think it was last year, 2021, I experienced some issues where I wasn't able to record the podcast on my laptop. So I have another device that I use and I'm just like super paranoid and kind of superstitious because I don't have a lot of time today and I didn't want to record the podcast and then there was an issue with it. So I'm recording it on my backup device. So if the sound is a little different, that is why. So Black History Month is right around the corner. What are you and your organization doing to commemorate and celebrate Black employees and Black history? For the American listeners um, who are listening to the podcast, and I believe Canadian listeners, because I think Black History Month is perhaps the same in Canada. Let me just double check that before I'm giving y'all the wrong information. But what are y'all doing um, within your organizations for Black History Month? I am available for Black History Month speaking engagements, panel discussions, and things of that nature. So if you are thinking about bringing in a speaker, yes, I'm correct. Black History Month is also February in Canada. Just wanted to confirm that. Um, So, But if your organization is thinking about bringing in a speaker to talk about issues that impact the Black community, such as hair discrimination, the importance differentiation between, you know, 
Black Americans compared to Black immigrants, compared to first-generation Black Americans. I am your girl. And, you know, I think it's important as we enter this new year to think about how you're pouring into the education of your employees. And Black History Month and all of the other Heritage Months are great opportunities to provide the necessary education. So if you're interested in bringing me in as a speaker, my email is in the show notes, but it is if you're driving and you can't um, you can't write it down, it is Janice at BWGBusinessSolutions.com. And also, if you I mentioned this in a previous my previous episodes, I would love to answer your diversity, equity, and inclusion related questions or inquiries for free. There's no charge. If you have any questions about anything related to um, DEI in your workplace and you want assistance and guidance, send me an email at askdrjnice at gmail.com and um, I will answer your question live on the podcast. So if you have any DEI related questions, send me an email at askdrjnice at gmail.com. It's also in the show notes. Um, and on two week, two and a half weeks from today, on January 19th, 2023, it's a Thursday, I am hosting another event on how to do external DEI consulting. That was a weird way to say it. It's actually doing impactful DEI work. Um, especially for those of you who do external consulting, who work with companies um, as external consultants. So how do you find clients that need the services that you are offering? How do you measure the impact of your DEI efforts and interventions and implementations? And just some things to keep in mind that I've learned in the five years that I've been consulting or I've had my consultancy. Um, And I want to pour into you and share what I've learned. And I get a lot of um, emails from folks who are starting external consulting and just want guidance. And the amount of emails that I get is just impossible for me or my communications manager to answer all of them. So I wanted to host another live workshop slash discussion to answer any questions that you have. So all of the information about the live event taking place January 19th is in the show notes. Start your new year off right and start it with me. (laughs) Um, So the doing impactful DEI work info is all in the show notes. And then lastly, if you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the podcast. It helps, as y'all know, with the visibility of the podcast. Since the last episode I recorded, I think was either in November or December, um, there are ads that are running on the podcast. But for those of you who have your own podcast, which I'm sure as many of you, you know that, you know, with me being inconsistent, I'm making like five cents. <laughs> Per episode. So I really need to be more consistent, but um, the ratings do help with visibility. So um, please and thank you in advance. So in today's episode, I just wanted to reflect briefly on some of the things that I've learned as an external DEI consultant in 2022. This was a really interesting year for me. If any of you follow me on LinkedIn, I did share my redirections and rejections from 2022 
And this was an interesting year for me because as many of you know, I quit my job. I had a six-figure teaching job at a university and I quit because I was just not making an impact and I wasn't happy. And there was a lot of racism and exclusion and and just just different things that I experienced and I felt like I wasn't happy and they had me in the golden handcuffs, which is like where many of us have been stuck in where we're in a job because of the benefits, right? My healthcare was amazing at that university and I didn't want to leave only because of the healthcare, but I was, I have my consultancy from a financial standpoint. And one thing y'all know about me is I'm very blunt and open. I don't believe in secrecy around finances, but my consultancy was making, generating more revenue than what I was making as a professor, right? So I've been thinking since 2020, why don't I quit? The university, but the golden handcuffs proved too strong. And I I held on for another two years and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. So I have learned a lot of really interesting lessons from 2022 that I wanted to share with y'all. The first lesson that I've learned as an external consultant in 2022 is metrics are so vital. I have a link to an article I just wrote for Forbes in the show notes, but I wrote this article on DEI metrics that we should be measuring in 2023 and beyond. Metrics are vital. And I think when I started doing work with organizations, I wasn't necessarily measuring the impact of the work that I was doing, but I I think that I'm a firm believer in the saying, what gets measured gets improved. And if I'm measuring my impact at the start and then throughout the relationship or the partnership, I will be able to get a better understanding of my impact and also areas of the org- of an organization or institution that deserve more attention. So think about the metrics, right? And I think my praxis as a DEI and justice practitioner is I focus on the most oppressed and marginalized employees and they really dictate and determine my impact, right? So I think our goal as justice and equity practitioners should be figuring out who are the most vulnerable populations in the workplace And how do we cultivate and create an environment where they feel better, they feel safer, they have more opportunities to grow, thrive, and advance? And so ask yourself, for those of you listening who are DEI practitioners, whether you're internal, you might be an internal chief diversity officer or a diversity manager, what specific metrics are you using or can you implement to evaluate your impact, right? And if you want to learn more about that, I have the article in the show notes. I actually might share the LinkedIn article because LinkedIn allows you to read stuff for free. Forbes, just like New York Times and all of these other websites, cap how many free articles you can read. So um, I have it on LinkedIn as well. So I'll actually link both if you want to check those out. So metrics are important. So that's the first lesson. I think in the past years, I haven't been as intentional with the metrics as I feel like I should have been. So metrics is important. 
Accountability, the second lesson, accountability is vital. Ask yourself, as a DEI practitioner, who is holding you accountable? I just wrote an article about this as well, which I will link in the show notes. Um, And I think about this question, or I've been thinking about it a lot lately, because I've had some really interesting experiences in 2022. I, I did a YouTube video about this, but I had never posted it, but... I don't think I shared this on the podcast before, but there is a person who, um, how do I say this without naming the person? So there was an incident that happened during Black History Month of 2022, where I was invited to write articles for a platform. This is not Forbes. This is not um, a well-known publication, but it was like a smaller Um, publication. I was not familiar with them before I started writing for them, but they also asked a South Asian woman to write articles for them. Um, And during Black History Month, this South Asian woman wrote an article about how to support Black employees. And I was definitely offended and thought it was off-putting that a person who's not Black is speaking on behalf of the Black community. So I brought it up to leadership at this company and they pushed back a little bit and they said, well, she's a global expert. She's been doing this work. And I'm like, okay, but I'm a black woman telling you that she's not, she should not speak on behalf of a community she's not part of, right? How, how dare I? That's like me um, writing an article about here's how to be an ally to the trans community, right? when I'm not part of that community. And don't get me wrong, in the past, um, in 2018, I think, and even 2019, I wrote an article about allyship for the LGBTQIA plus community. I am not in full transparency part of this community. However, my, um, my article was based on a report that was conducted, right? So I wasn't pulling stuff out of my, my, my behind, I was like taking um, documents and evidence and a report and writing up about the report, right? So um, I say all this to say like that situation happened and it was so frustrating for me because this is a quote unquote global DEI expert. For those of you who are active on LinkedIn, you probably follow this person. I believe she has a very large following on LinkedIn Um, And it was really frustrating and discouraging. And it made me start to think more about this question of who is holding us as DEI practitioners accountable? Because everyone is looking to us as the experts, but we have our own biases. We have our own, um, uh, we have our own, um, I'm moving away from using the term blind spot because that's ableist. And in an article I wrote about terms to leave in 2022, I had alternatives to blind spot, but I can't think of any right now. But we all have our own um, shortcomings or short sights. I, I don't know. We all like have our own biases, right? And so as DEI practitioners, just because we are quote unquote experts, and I don't like that term, but just because we have an expertise in helping other people recognize their biases don't mean that we don't have our own and who is holding us accountable, right? So I think that's a really important question um, and lesson that I've learned in 2022 is it's vital if we're doing the work in 
a productive way for us to have folks that are holding us accountable. And that leads me into lesson number three, which is community is so important. As a DEI practitioner, I am trying to lean more into my community in 2023, right? And I think our community will be the folks that will hold us accountable. Um, being in community with other DEI practitioners, they um, they keep us, they keep me in line, right? So my friends, my family members, they keep me in line. They keep me, um, they keep me honest. That's a great way to put it. So um, community care is vital. And I've been thinking a lot at the end of 2022, I was thinking, how am I pouring back into my community? Because I think it's easy to celebrate individual wins. Like, oh my God, I have XYZ amount of followers on social media. But like, how are you giving back to the community of followers that you have, right? So on LinkedIn, I have decided that starting on Black uh, Black History Month, starting on MLK Junior Day, so January 16th, Monday, January 16th, 2023, um, which is in about two weeks, I will be every Monday, I will be doing a LinkedIn job seeker shout out. So if you're looking for a job, or if you know anyone that's looking for a job, I want to shout them out on LinkedIn, right? Hopefully they're on LinkedIn too. That would be best. Um, you know, but I feel like I should be pouring into my community because I just checked my followers on LinkedIn and there's 77,000 people that have chosen to follow me because they see value in me and what I post and what I share. And I feel like it's my right and my responsibility to give back and pour back into the community. So as a DEI practitioner, how are you pouring back into the community of employees, right? They're looking up to you. Everyone's looking up to you, especially marginalized employees. How are you pouring back? And then how are you, what does community look like amongst other DEI practitioners? Because we cannot do this work in silos or by ourselves. So what does that, right? What does that look like, right? And I'll leave um, information about the job seeker, LinkedIn job seeker shout out. I'll leave, a, I have a five question survey if you are interested in getting a shout out. But let me just mention, I'm really specifically looking to shout out people from marginalized communities, right? Whether you are from a racially marginalized group or you are neurodivergent or you have some sort of physical disability, I'm looking to shout out people with marginalized identities or a marginalized identity, right? Um, so there is a survey for you to fill out if you want to be um, shot out on LinkedIn. Um, if you're looking for a job, there's a survey. And then I'll leave a link to the post I made about it. Um, but how are you pouring back into your community? That's, a, that's another thing. I don't think I did that well enough um, in 2022. So I really want to lean into that in 2023. Another lesson that I learned in 2022 is that nuance is needed. In order to do DEI work and do DEI work effectively, in my opinion, I think we all need to be more nuanced. We cannot lump everyone together. Um, I wrote in the, this article that I wrote about terms to leave in 2022, one of the terms, well, a few of them are like these uh, catch-all phrases that we use, like BIPOC, right? BIPOC, POC, person of color, 
Um, but the phrase that gets under my skin the most is the term brown, right? We say black and brown, black and brown, black and brown. And in the article, I explain that brown doesn't really mean anything, right? Brown, what is brown? What is, is it South Asian? Is it indigenous? Is it Arab or Muslim? Like, what are you talking about when you say brown? So as a DEI practitioner, more nuance is needed. The link to that article, if you want to check it out, is in the show notes. And lastly, as a DEI practitioner, we have to divest from the scarcity mindset. Um, We as DEI practitioners are not in competition with each other. And um, I think that's that's an important point that maybe I'll do a whole podcast on. But um, we all have a role to play in dismantling systems of oppression. We are not in competition with each other. And I'm just trying to lean more into the community of folks doing anti-oppression work in 2023 because we will only succeed when we work collectively to chip away at oppressive systems. So today was a shorter episode. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's um, podcast episode. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all for listening and um, I look forward to many more seasons and many more episodes for 2021 and beyond.